0: Hello, my name is Price Van Ray. I'm a divorced single dad, father of five kids. Welcome to my show. So I have like a video going on here. And if you're watching the video, you can, uh, you notice something that I have a beard and half of it is red. The other half is blue. It's supposed to be red. But the dye uh, makes it look pink, but it doesn't matter. I don't know what I'm going to do with the beard. Um, I'm, I'm not really a beard person. I'm more like a clean shaven person. I like to be clean shaven. But um, sometimes the beard just the beard just grows. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, what I'm going to do is tell you what's been going on in the last few minutes. I've been trying to get this podcast up and running. The phone's been ringing, people in and out of the house. I was babysitting my my, my grandson, and, uh, and he's actually a really good kid. He's, he's five months, if anybody's interested, getting really big, and I swear to God, he looks like his mother, right in the eyes. It's unbelievable. So, that being said, I want to get to what we are going to be talking about today. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about passive- racism uh, the reason why i want to talk about that is because um it, it's something that's near and dear to me although if you know me i don't like to talk about politics and and uh race and religion on the podcast uh, you know pe- they always say stay away from this stuff when you're famous never comment on this stuff ever but since I, i'm i'm black and my ex-wife is white and my kids are biracial it's important to me that I always talk to my kids about stuff like this, about passive racism, because it can come in many forms, whether you are in school, whether you are in the workforce, uh, whether or not you just go out to dinner or something, it, it, it's unbelievable. And I'm not saying it's super bad, but you know, I would love to believe there's a small percentage of people like this, and I, I would love to believe it's, it, it isn't a widespread cancer in the world, because I truly believe, I, I want to believe that people deep down inside their heart are genuinely good. They're good people. Nobody's evil. Nobody's truly bad, although you do have bad and evil people. Unfortunately, I have recently realized, that I've had to come to the conclusion, you know what, Price? Uh, people can be evil don't you, you can't make excuses for these for these people it's it's no 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 so uh my kids um you know i'm sure and i I've, I've talked to them about it and they've had some run-ins when it comes to racism when it comes to passive passive racism which is what i like to call it um i i remember when i was a kid i grew up in a ghetto black community and I had to get busted out to the suburbs. I was in a special program called Metco. Don't ask me what it stands for; it's an acronym. <laughs> I'd have to look it up. But it, it was a great opportunity for me. I learned so much. Um, and the thing is, um, this was the early 1970s, and I, I do remember one, you know, a couple times um, when there was some run-ins with with racism. Um. One was I remember I was in the first or second grade, I think it was a first grade, and I was outside playing with with my friend a white kid, and when I came inside, the teacher said to the white kid, "Go wash your hands you've been you've been playing with the black boy." Well, something like that you wouldn't think I'd remember because I was just a little kid, but I did I remember that. Um, that, that was up in your face kind of, <laughs> I don't know if that was passive racism, but yeah, it was passive. She acted as though I wasn't there. She was talking through me to the other kid. So that, you know, that, that, that can be, a uh, you know, passiveness and you know, you, you just want to tell your kids how to deal with stuff like that. I mean, there are many ways to deal with it. You can passively ignore it and say, okay, whatever, or you can, um, Stand your ground and say, "Hey, listen, you, you know, don't, don't, don't talk to me like that. Uh, don't say that stuff around me." But you gotta remember, if you stand up for yourself, there there can be consequences, unfortunately, because you are the minority. <laughs> You're gonna be at the mercy of whoever is in power, um, or it it can go a different way where where they'll listen and uh, and, and 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 realize what you have to say, but. I always say, you know, you have to respect yourself so others will respect you. If, if you let somebody call you names, talk down to you, belittle you, humiliate you, then you're setting a standard. You're setting the norm. You're saying, hey, guess what, everybody? Yeah, you can talk that way to me. You can talk down. Yes, sir, you can do that. And I'll just bow my head, keep my eyes low and say yesum, am and be on my merry way. And you can... Use your power to uh, make me feel like a piece of poop. I mean, do, is, is that what you want? I, I, I would hope that's not what anybody would want. Um, so, you know, in, in life you gotta remember, everything happens for a reason and everything is a learning experience. So, uh, I remember, let's say my dad, um, he, he was working in a place and he, my, my dad you know and he, he would say listen there's many kinds of uh, racism for, for example uh, here's a story where I, I guess one of his coworkers was moving a piano and, 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 the, and the guy hurt his back and he was just sitting there and listening and people were saying well it must have been the black keys because the black keys are fat heavy and lazy and, and they don't really work well, come on! That's like passive aggressive. They said it right, not only in his face, but around him. <laughs> come on, really? What, what, why would somebody say something like that? And you know, there was another time my dad uh, said somebody was, where a supervisor was talking to a person next to him, and he said, "Hey, uh, call the guy Joe. Hey, Joe, you know, you you look like you're pretty uppity. Now, come on, every you know, uppity is like an old slave derogatory nerd." term you know people would say uh when a black person gets on his feet and he gets a lot of money he's an uppity we're gonna say negro but i think we know that negro word is and uh so you know i i will tell you when you're biracial whether you're you're you know you're black you're white or any other ethnicity You have to remember, um, this can happen to you when you're in school. This can happen to you when you're with other kids. This can happen to you when you get a job. And you would hope when you get a job and people are adults, they act like adults. But unfortunately, sometimes the cancer grows so big, it's like a giant, nasty little evil tumor. And it, you know, just the way it is. Now, when you, when you need to tell your kids, when you encounter passive aggressive, Passive racism, you know, if somebody talks down to you, it makes you feel inferior. And that word inferior is just as strong as the N-word. No black person wants to hear that word inferior. They also don't want to hear the words, um, you seem to have trouble retaining, retaining information. Because they're basically calling you a dumb little... And in in the black community, that would be the (laughs) N-word. That's not a good thing. You don't want to say that to a biracial person or a black person or an African-American person. Whatever you you want to be called because it makes you feel inferior. You also want to tell your kids, you know, when it comes to passive racism, people... Can't talk behind your back, and that—that's not a good thing. You—that's a nasty thing. You don't want people talking behind your back. I mean, th- people are probably going to do it, and you can—you uh, know—you can either address it or realize that's so childish. But sometimes, guys, we're, we're only human. You can only take so much. Well, you'll have to say something. You know, you, you can't keep it bottled up inside, can you? Can you? I don't know if you want to. But, you know, nobody wants to be talked like that. And so, sometimes the passive racism is in your face as if you're not even there. My dad told me how he worked third shift and he, he was in his chair and his work was done, but, but he was dozing in and out of sleep, just dozing off. You know when you nod your head and then you catch yourself, oh, you're awake? I guess there were a couple of supervisors and regular employees not less than 10 feet away from him. And he, because he was in and out, not really sleeping, he could hear him talking pretty much in his face, saying, He's always sleeping. Oh, he's always. But my dad said that wasn't true. That was probably the first time he did that because he had stuff going on. He, I don't think he got much sleep that night. But he also said, It's funny how people will focus on you. Rather than focusing on people who take 10 smoking breaks during during a working paid uh, paid schedule, people will take people will disappear. You won't see people for a while. and you know, is it fair? Life sometimes is not fair. It's, it's, it's sad, but it, it, it happens, you know. But, you know, you just don't want people talking down to you. Teach your kids, hey, try not to let people talk down to you. Because I'm going to tell you, when you're a minority, you don't want to be humiliated like everybody else. Nobody wants to be humiliated. You know, nobody, no, 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 nobody likes that. Uh, but w- what is the problem, I guess? You know, if it's if it's school, it would be teachers. You know, do you know? Do you talk to the teachers? Do you say, "Hey, this is how you're supposed to act"? I don't. I don't know if it's a lot like that today. Although, wait a minute, wait, wait. I'm gonna have to tell you. My kids were in school, and okay, yeah, I did see it. In fact, I had to go up to the school a few times because of some some things going on. Um, not gonna get into it, but yeah, got one think about it, yeah. But it wasn't all the teachers either, because I know a lot of great teachers. In one like one of my best friends, she's a teacher, um, in the next town over, and she'll probably be retiring soon. Lucky, I should have been a teacher because <laughs> you get your summers off and get a nice little pension. So, but but yeah, so you know, in school, it can be teachers with 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 uh, friends, or I mean, if they were friends, they wouldn't talk that way to you, right? But sometimes you you do have people you associate with, and they can put you down. I mean. Even when you get bullied, I remember I was younger. I got bullied. I got bullied terrible. I'm gonna be honest though. I got bullied by white kids and the black kids I went out to the to to the school with. Um, for the for the white kids, um, I I I was too black, I guess. And for the black kids, I was too white. But I'll be honest with you, the black kids treated me worse than anybody. They were vicious to me. Um, so. Because the bottom line is, I didn't like to fight. I wouldn't fight back, and it's unfortunate. And I, I, I wouldn't get caught up in the rottery, and all the drama, um, and there were a lot of reasons for it. Uh, one is my mom and dad said, "Don't go to school and fight and start trouble." Otherwise, when I come home, there'd be something waiting for me, <laughs> some disciplinary actions, I should say, which I didn't want. So, anyways, um. You know, and when your kids get older, you need to tell them. You really need to tell them. Listen, guys, when when you when you get older, and you get in a job, yes, there's gonna if every job, I, I guess every job's gonna have problems, because I remember, um, I, I, I was at a job, and, I was saying, you know, I thought this this new job would be different, but they're worse than the people at the last job as far as how they treat you, and. The nurse said, "You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a nurse, and I see it even here. You're gonna find that everywhere." I said, "Are you serious?" She goes, "Yeah. Un- unfortunately, this is like something everywhere. It's, you just have to learn and know how to deal with it. And I, I guess you can. And but some, sometimes you just gotta, I, I guess, speak up and say something. Um But you have to realize if it comes from a supervisor." A person in authority, some people just are not meant <clears throat> to be placed in that kind of a position of power. And why is that? Because the power can go to their head. Sometimes these little people want to feel very big. And when they get that taste of power, they run with it and they think they can do anything. They can walk around and call people stupid. They can call everybody stupid. Guess what? Everybody's stupid except for them. Everybody. That's the first word out of their mouth. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But who's really the stupid one? I don't know. Is it them? Is it the company that allows it? Allows this kind of behavior? I mean, where, where does it come from? Because there are companies that do let a rabid dog like somebody like that run wild. And that's unfortunate, because I've I've seen that a lot of places, unfortunately, and I've heard places like that too. Um, I, I I have friends who work in other factories, and they tell me the same thing. They say, yeah, this person, you give them a little power, and it just goes in their head, and they think they can treat anybody any way. Um, <laughs> I know when when you're kids, you can be in a in, in a little clique. In an in group and you think you're on top of the world as a kid and you can treat anybody any way. I've seen people in churches where they think they're so righteous and religious they can you know they're in a position of authority and power they think they can treat anybody any way I mean it's I guess it's everywhere, everywhere but you have to realize something can can you take it you know? Can you take it? it? It it's like an infection, an infection in the world, and this horrible infection infects people and it can hurt people. Now, I always say you can stand up for yourself. You you can you can say, hey, listen, I, I don't like it when you talk this way, and you know. In fact, I, I'll tell you a story. I was at a job where 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 somebody, person with authority, they were talking down to me, and it was pretty bad. And humiliated me in front of my my whole shift. Um, I didn't like it, <clears throat> not at all. So so I went to the upper supervisor and said, "Hey, can you talk to him? Uh, just keep it on third shift. We don't. It doesn't have to go any further than that. Not at all. Doesn't have to go to human resource. Doesn't have to go to upper management. Stay within the shift. Just tell them they you know I don't like the way they talk to me. They could talk a little better. Now I I couldn't talk to this person because obviously if they're talking to me that, that nasty, there's no way to talk to them. But I figured, you know, somebody else could do it. But unfortunately, somehow it got up to upper management and human resource, and everything rolled down. It, you know, it was it was a uh, catastrophic effect. <laughs> unfortunately, something, a lot of drama that should not have been there. Unfortunately, and it, it, it was pretty sad. But I mean, from what I understand, the company knew they had a problem with this guy, and they just let it roll. So who's really at fault? Is, is it is it him? Or is it the company? It, it, you know, it, it's almost like if you, if you have a dog that bites people, that's rabid, that's vicious, and you own that dog, and you know the dog is vicious, and it bites people, and it's, and it's not good for the environment, but yet you let the dog run around the neighborhood biting everybody. Who's at fault? Whose fault is it? Is it the dog's fault? The dog's only doing what it does by nature, because it's a dog. It's a dirty dog, an evil dog. So what are you gonna do? You know what are you gonna do? They say kill them with kindness, but sometimes kindness doesn't work with uh, people, unfortunately. And that's what this passive passive racism is. You, you know, you you have to teach your kids. If you do stand up for yourself, whether it's in school, whether it's around your friends, whether it's in a work job further down the road, you're gonna have to understand there may be consequences, because. The ones who are in power can really come back and screw you, you know, because they don't want to deal with it. And are you ready? Are you ready to move on? Because they're they're not going to stand up for you, you know. If you're a kid, other people who who hear this stuff, people humanly, they're not going to stand up for you. Nobody nobody's going to be there for you. So, you know, you just got to tell them. Can you know how much? How much? How much can you take? but also respect yourself so others respect you. Because if you set if you set a precedent where somebody can talk to you like dirt, then everybody, everybody's going to talk to you like dirt. Nobody is going to respect you. Everybody's going to look down at you. They're going to talk about you behind your back. They're going to talk about you in front of your face. And the worst thing is when somebody talks about you behind your back because you're not even there to defend yourself. And you don't want to leave, whether you're with friends in school and or at the workforce and go home and all weekend or all day say, oh, my God, I wonder what they're saying about me. Jesus. Life is tough. That's what you got to tell your kids. And there's going to be passive racism. Life is very tough. And that's unfortunate. But you got to remember, everything happens for a reason. Maybe you can learn from it. You know? maybe but sometimes I know we can't and now it's story time there was an old man who was admitted in a hospital a young man would visit him every day and sit with him for more than one hour he would help him eat his food He would help him take a shower. He would then take him walking in the garden of the hospital. After that, he would bring him back to his room and help him lie down. He would go away after reassuring him that the old man was doing well. One day, the nurse entered this room to give him medicine and inspect his condition and said to him, may the Lord be always gracious to your kind of caring son. Every day he visited you and shows great care. The old man looked at her, He closed his eyes and said to her, I wish he was one of my children. He's an orphan from the neighborhood where we live. I met him one day in the past, crying at the street after his father died. I comforted him and brought him some candy to put a smile on his face. I neither saw him nor talked to him after that for a very long time. When he grew up, he came to discover where my wife and I were living. He would visit us every day and inspect our condition. When I later fell sick, he took my old wife to his home and now comes to the hospital to see my treatment every day. One day I asked him, my son, why do you have to deal with us and care about us so much? He simply smiled and said, the taste of candy is still in my mouth. What a beautiful, beautiful story. I want to thank you for joining me today. I enjoyed this podcast, and if you enjoyed it, you can download it any time of the day, morning, noon, and night, and hear it all over the internet. It'd be great if you could hear what I have to say so you could hear everything. I don't know if you can hear my cat in the background. (laughs) I have a cat crying. (laughs) I have to to get her fixed. But I'm going to tell everybody right now, I've been lucky she didn't really cry all through the podcast. She's waited until now. But anyways, I want to thank you all for listening today. It's been great. And don't forget to be nice and talk nice to everyone you see because it's free. Don't be a jerk. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, dad. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me here today. Let's do it again. I'll see you next time here on my show. Be well, be kind, be back. Peace. I'll see you later. Bye.